Shining a light on autism and life on the spectrum. Welcome to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. A podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism. And now, here's your neurologically different host, Orion Kelly. Autistic. Uh, welcome and thank you for listening to My Friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly. I'm autistic. My purpose here is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through some open, honest and engaging conversation on autism. We're going to break down some stigmas and misconceptions and increase the level of understanding, acceptance and appreciation of autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Thank you once again for your support, as always, for listening to this podcast. To support me free of charge, I would love it if you would not only listen to the podcast, but share it with family and friends. Also, check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy. Just by watching the videos and rating and commenting and and sharing them around, you help me reach more people. Why am I saying this? Well, because if we reach more people, we help reach my goal, which is to increase the level of understanding, appreciation, and acceptance of autistic people. So... Share, my friends, share. And if you do feel like maybe buying something, a T-shirt, a hoodie, a mug, you don't have to. I'm just saying they're out there. In fact, I don't think anything has been bought ever. But they're out there. I don't think I've had a single customer ever. But they're out there. <laughs> Official merchandise, T-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Well sold, my friend. Got them out there. No one's bought them. On the my spring page, which you can get the links on the website, orionkelly.com.au. Now, on this podcast, well, what a sell. Uh, we're going to talk about something that I can tell you. I feel like I'm experiencing more and more, and that's autistic burnout. If there's one thing that more and more people contact me about, it's this. People are always messaging me and emailing me and you know sending me kind of res- queries and responses about autistic burnout videos and just in general their experiences of autistic burnout. So I think it's important we talk about it. What is autistic burnout? Good question, Orion. Let's answer it. Autistic burnout is... An intense physical, mental, or emotional exhaustion. And it can result in a loss of skills, motivation, or ability to achieve anything. And it can be caused by having to navigate a world that's designed for neurotypical people. So what I'm saying is, it tends to be triggered and set off by the world around us just becoming too much. Because in general terms, a neurotypical world is not in any way autism friendly. There might be, you know, some corporations that have an autism friendly hour once a month, but you get you get my point. Life becomes in effect too much and instead of just having a meltdown or a shutdown, we've had plenty of those and now the body is out. It's it's a full-on complete reboot. Another question I get asked, what's the difference between autistic burnout and just the kind of burnout a neurotypical, non-autistic person may experience. Okay, well, let's talk about this. In short, you can't really answer that question because everyone experiences and responds to external stresses, to stress, to personal demands differently. What I can say is autistic burnout is only ever experienced as an intense exhaustion. So autistic burnout isn't, as a rule, something that has varying degrees. It's 
it's it. You're done. You're shot. Rather than just feeling like a little bit burnt out, you know, like neurotypical people might go to work and go, I just feel a little bit, just feel a little bit burnt out. Just, you know, but they're still working. They're still doing st- I just feel a bit burnt out, you know, it's getting close to the end of the year, that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, cool. That's legit. Because you can't you can't deny people's feelings of their feelings. With autistic burnout, it could be at the end of every day. It could be once a month. It could be once a year. An example. An autistic person that has other comorbidities or chronic conditions, they may experience autistic burnout every day. Like, for example, a comorbidity, say, of anxiety or or depression or other chronic conditions that already drain the body of its energy. Their autistic burnout experiences may happen every day because they've gone out into the world and it's just it's it's drained them of everything they've got by the time they get home and they're done. Once they get to their safe place, they're like the Coke bottle you've kept shaking, 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 get home, safe place, take a lid off, everywhere, right? Conversely, an autistic person who experiences different stresses from time to time may experience a burnout as a result of those stresses. Does that make sense? So it's particular stresses that happen now and then that trigger the burnout. Other autistic people, look, they may keep to themselves. They may just stay in their safe place. Minimal stress, right? They might be by them. They might be single. They might have a partner but no kids. They might almost never leave the home or the property. That particular autistic person may only experience burnout very rarely. Now, the signs and causes. How does autistic burnout manifest? Again, it's a podcast. I'm an autistic guy. It's just based on my own personal experiences, my own personal lived experiences as an autistic person. It's different for everyone, right? But autistic burnout can cause you to lose all motivation. Honestly, you probably won't have any motivation to do anything. I mean anything. This includes things you love. For example, me. Today, I'm able to do this podcast for you. It doesn't mean that there wasn't a giant gap between podcasts. I know there was. When I simply did not, even though I wanted to, I, I had a pile of stuff I wanted to do, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. So it's not like a picky thing, you know, like some, some people might go at work, oh, it's just so burnt out here at the moment at work. And then they go home and they're partying and playing sport and hanging out late and whatever, right? So, that, you know, it's a, that's a picky choosy. For me, if I have autistic burnout, nothing. Even the things that I truly love, my lifeblood, nothing. Can't do it. On the subject of signs and causes, I find, just in my experience, trying to do too much, which, by the way, as an autistic person, in my instance, is my natural state, right? <laughs> Seriously, I will try to do as much as possible in the quickest amount of time possible. I won't use a window to do one thing. I'll try and record like 10 bits of content. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that idea of always trying to do too much, I would say almost always leads to burnout. I can't stop overloading myself with my special interests, my passions, what I love. I mean, I just, I don't know, I can't do it. You become so overwhelmed by the world around you that your brain just shuts down. It's important to understand things like meltdowns, shutdowns, autistic burnout. This is a brain response. So it's not something that you decide to have. It's a brain response. It's calling the shots. Autistic burnout can also manifest into just a loss of your basic executive function. Not that they ever started a good point. Some autistic people, including me, can struggle with executive function type things. This can be things like focusing on tasks, completing tasks, time management, blah, blah, blah. So when executive function is impacted further, during autistic burnout, it can have more of a detrimental impact personally because you struggle to make any decisions for yourself, certainly for others, right? You you just can't. Self-care always takes a hit. Do I eat 
Do I shower? Not a lot. Not, I mean, not all the time. It's hard. The idea that it's it just I can just jump in the shower and have a shower every day and it's just fine. It's, no, seriously. When I, if I've got autistic burnout I'm, or anxiety, whatever, I'm bogged down by the idea that, I, God, help me, I've got to get in there, I've got to do this step, I've got to do that step, and that step, then I've got to get out and dry. And blah, blah, blah. Just, it's just, yeah, who cares, right? It's a freeze response to overstimulation. And I get how this can be quite problematic, quite tricky, because not looking after yourself, not exercising, eating well, getting good sleep, well, that can lead to burnout. So an autistic person experiencing more meltdowns or shutdowns than usual, well, that's usually a sign of autistic burnout, right? You've got to the point of no return. I mean, I can have multiple meltdowns in a day when I'm experiencing autistic burnout. Now, most days I might not have any, but if I'm, if I'm burnt out, if I've got autistic burnout, the meltdowns are constant or the shutdowns are constant because I ha- I've lost my ability to regulate myself. Getting older, at least in my experience, is another big cause. It makes autistic burnout worse, not better. I explain this because think about it. So you're, let's say you're an autistic child. Life isn't easy. I, I, I know. I've got a seven-year-old autistic son. Life isn't easy. But I, I'm guessing the demands and the stresses placed upon you as an autistic child are a little bit less than demands placed upon you as an autistic adult who may well be married with kids or have a career or a job or you know, demands placed upon them, right? That's fair enough to say. So as an adult, as an autistic dad and husband, I've got more stress. I've got more responsibilities. I have more expectations in my life now than ever, more personal demands placed upon me. So even though I require more time to regulate myself and recharge, as a dad, as a husband, as an adult, I get less. Changes to your life or daily routine, they stack up pretty quick too. Reduced communication, using minimal sounds, grunts, or becoming completely non-speaking, that's a sign of burnout. Definitely is my experience. I don't want to talk to people, mostly because it includes talking to others and that's part of the whole cause of burnout in the first place. I mean, autistic burnout can have a significant impact on your health. Now, I experience long periods of exhaustion where I lack the energy to do anything. I tend to pick up illnesses too, right? I tend to pick up illnesses due to being so run down and also the gut issues I, I experience. They, they tend to worsen too, you know, like the IBS or just the weird gastro stuff. Also, you know, I don't remember things I've been told or asked to do, even if I wanted to do them. And I simply can't mask at all. Autistic burnout really strips you back to who you really, I guess, really are, except a really intensely fatigued version of yourself. So an autistic person acting more autistic than usual is a pretty good sign of burnout. Does that make sense? If you have an autistic person in your life and they just seem to be way more autistic, way more out there, way more themselves than they usually are, they're probably burnt out. It's, it's a possibility. They just can't, don't have the energy or the ability to mask. There's only so long we can suppress our true selves, right? To make you feel comfortable, you as in you know, neurotypical people. And for me, autistic burnout is definitely caused at times by too much masking. Of course, masking helps me. It helps me at work or at home, but it requires a significant amount of effort, energy, and focus. People think autistic masking is just acting. No, no. An autistic person to mask their true autistic self, that is tiring. I mean, it isn't a joke. The idea of just being able to fit into an environment to, and masking to do that is probably the reason why a lot of times we, we don't talk much or we are unable to talk much or we don't interact much. We don't offer much. is because we're, 
our entire brain is focused on not being us to help you. As a parent, I find the increased changes with kids, you know, like kids get sick, I'm shot. I've got to stay home, look after the kids. I can't, can't make any content or I can't, I'm, I'm done. That can cause, you know, all sorts of issues that lead to burnout. Same with school holidays. How many holidays do kids need? For goodness sakes. And some schools, like the school that our seven-year-old autistic son goes to, you know, they don't have two-week term breaks. Some of their term breaks in the year are three weeks. That's like, what is going on? He's seven. He's playing outside most of the day and drawing. What, what does he need a break from? I need a break from his breaks. And then by the time he goes back to school for my break, he's got like seven pupil free days. What, what do you mean pupil free days? You just had three weeks off of pupils. People ask me, what does autistic burnout feel like? Well, again, it's obviously going to manifest very differently from autistic person to autistic person. For me, it's an intense sense of physical exhaustion. I can find it difficult to manage my emotions. I can become angry, agitated, or sad. And more often than normal, I can have more meltdowns, more shutdowns. My anxiety can increase. Some of my autistic traits like stimming, my repetitive behaviours, echolalia, the idea of echoing, repeating noises, phrases, things over and over. You know, push back to routine change and sensory overload. These are the things that increase. I struggle to complete tasks I can usually do easily, right, or even enjoy doing. And also, sometimes my skills seem to go missing. I've forgotten how to do this. Hang on a second, how do you do that again? My speech decreases, so I don't talk as much. I struggle to find the right words to even use when I'm doing it. You know, like, so you... I don't know, you, you feel, you really do feel a little disorientated. It can feel just really bizarre. So what's some strategies? How can we help an autistic person who is experiencing autistic burnout? As I always say, the first thing you could do is you could probably stop shaming them for acting more autistic than usual, for goodness sakes. The point they're probably burnt out is because they were masking so hard to make you feel better. Allow them to just be them, for goodness sakes. You need to understand that in many ways our brain is rebooting. So, you know when you reboot a computer and you have to wait for the computer to reboot? Like you need to provide time and space. Right? You'd need to do the same thing. You've got to provide time and space for an autistic person experiencing burnout to recover and recharge. Supporting us to essentially do nothing, like a computer being rebooted, turned off minimal things, not forcing us to chat or be social. That can really help. You should consider giving kids a break from after-school activities, even a break from school if it's required. These are short bursts, but they can help. Adults, you may want to take a day off work, a couple days off work. Take a few things off your plate. And don't take it personal or shame autistic people for wanting to be completely alone to literally do nothing. Right? Think about it like Superman going to his fortress of solitude. Right? Now, don't start me. He's my man. Superman has a fortress of solitude, and he goes there. Well, it's also important to encourage us to get outside, to exercise, to walk, to feel the fresh air. Again, Superman needs to feel the sun on his body to recharge. I think that's the end of the Superman references. Maybe. Simplify the tasks and responsibilities. So culling what does not absolutely need to be done and have clear routines and reminders for all the important stuff that has to be done. Because, look, if you're an adult, life moves on. So... Pick up kids, eat lunch, go outside. That could be written down as the clear reminders of the important stuff that needs to happen today. 
from me, for example. You may even consider altering what you eat for a while. So avoiding foods that can cause a negative sensory response. I find in burnout, certain foods that I can usually just deal with, I can't deal with. So you might want to really pare it back. Just go to the the go-to stuff. Because, I mean, an autistic child or adult eating is better than not, right? In other words, they may eat the same thing for every meal. Hey, I have eaten cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's still food. So don't shame an autistic kid or a partner because they want to have a bowl of cereal for lunch or what, like seriously. You should encourage autistic people to continue stimming when they're in this situation. Don't shame them for it because stimming can, I know it can become potentially more in your face or louder or more all-encompassing with their body and spinning and moving. And Clearly stimming should never be dangerous to the autistic person or to the people around you. That clearly can't happen. But you need to encourage you know, healthy, safe stimming. Not shame it. You need to enable autistic people as well to escape to our special interests, our passion projects. This is especially powerful for me. If I can, even for five minutes, escape the crazy world, go upstairs to my little studio and play around for a bit, I'm ready to rock. Now, if I'm in autistic burnout, it might not be five minutes. If I was in a meltdown or a shutdown, maybe. But I mean, still, it has a benefit to me. I think for autistic people too... It's critical to develop a deep understanding of your own body and mind. Now, autistic kids, I don't think you're too young to start this. I really don't. And autistic parents and carers can help. When they're in these things, ask the right questions so they can understand what's happening. What's happening with your, your body at the moment? What's caused this movement or this response? Or what, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? You need to be able to pick up warning signs before it's too late to turn it around. Warning signs cannot be picked up when a child is melting down or shutting down. And if they're about to, still too late. There are many warning signs and red flags well before that. And you need to get to know yourself as an autistic person and partners, parents and carers. Also, it can be super helpful by just asking the right questions and I guess picking up on the real red flags they know about. And a lot of times they can push you out of the way well before. And it really, isn't. when it happens, it's powerful. It makes me feel... So amazing. I don't know why, but it does. Like, wow, you really helped me then. Got me out of that. So getting to know your triggers, getting to know your stresses. So when they occur, you know, okay, so the, like for example, sounds, right, or smells or tastes or people or whatever, or environments, they, they're occurring. I know that's a trigger. What can I do to either avoid it, take myself away from it, or stay here but not experience it to the level that would set me off? And for those with autistic people in their life, well, the most powerful strategy you can implement to avoid autistic burnout is allowing autistic people to be themselves, to be different, to stand out, to accept them, to appreciate them unconditionally. Me personally, as a husband and a dad, I clearly can't remove myself from my family and just go to my fortress of solitude. Sorry, I said there was no more Superman references. My apologies. And as I said, it seems to occur more as you get older becomes more difficult to recover from. Again, as you get older and there's more stresses and demands. So think about the, the things that you can control. And usually for me, my creating content, my work, it's the first thing to go. But I found that I can cut back on the output rather than just stop it and increase my time doing nothing. Now, this may seem to other people like you're just being a lazy bum. But if you can achieve just a small portion of what you usually achieve and then spend the rest of the time recovering, it's going to help you because you still feel like you've achieved something rather than nothing. 
And it's really important to continue to look out for those situations that you think could be on the horizon that will trigger you, that are most likely to trigger you and result in meltdown, shutdown, burnout. By doing this, you can potentially avert those burnouts by removing yourself from the things you can control. Autistic burnout is a really complex conversation. It's certainly not an easy conversation to have. Everyone experiences it differently in intensity and, and frequency and duration. It's a complex issue. It's a thing. It's, it's absolutely a thing. But I just think it's important, the key message here, regardless of what you want to label it, it's about controlling the controllables, understanding you know, who you are as an autistic person or your autistic person in your life, and providing them with opportunities to stay well away from meltdown, shutdown and burnout. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Online at orionkelly.com.au Thank you so much for listening to My Friend Autism. I really do appreciate it. Now, if the episodes resonated with you, I'd love it if you would share it with your family and friends. You can also continue the conversation by following the Orion Kelly page on Facebook. Send me a message via my website, orionkelly.com.au. Check out my YouTube channel, find Orion Kelly, that autistic guy, and subscribe to the channel. Help me raise a level of understanding, appreciation, and acceptance of autistic people. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. And until the next podcast, thanks for opening up your minds and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and never miss an episode. Like the Orion Kelly page on Facebook or visit orionkelly.com.au.